HD1079 Live, James here with you. Fantastic to be back here at Sacred Heart College. I'm here today with a bit of a dream team of uh, announcers here. ArchD Radio Award winners, Rachel, how are you going? I am doing very well, thank you. And Lauren, how are you going? Good, good to be back. It's great to have you back in a slightly different circumstance. When I saw your name on the list today, I was really thrilled because last year you were at Marymount, of course. Yeah. And now you're here. Yes, I am. I graduated. I did my four years there, and now <laughs> I'm you here. You did your four years. It sounds like you've been to Did my time. Well, we're going to be talking a little bit about your transition from moving from Marymount to here at Sacred Heart, and this is something as well that Rachel that you can relate to as well. This is something that you did too. Yeah, definitely. Um, Luke is here as well. He's the school captain, so he's actually sitting off mic doing something important right now. <laughs> uh, but no, it's kidding. We don't have enough mics. But uh, he'll be jumping in in just Instagram. a moment. He'll be jumping in. In a sec to talk about some other things as well. Uh, he's about to go away over to Sydney. Was it Sydney? Yeah, Sydney. Uh, for the Marist Youth Festival is going to be coming up and talking a little bit about what um, being a Marist is in the Catholic tradition. It's something a little bit different. Very interesting. I'll let him uh, tell you more about that as well. Uh, we're going to be finding out what Bonnie and Clyde and yoga have in common. You'll be surprised. Hang around for that one. We'll be doing that in about 20 minutes time. We've also got tons of music stuff from Paramore, Family Force 5, Clean Bandit, Zara Larson and Dean Lewis but right now this is Starly. You're listening to ArchD 107.9 Life. That's Paramore. Absolutely love that one. You're listening to ArchD 107.9 Life. Uh, we've got Family Force 5 and Zara Larson coming up in the next 10 minutes. I'm here with Rachel and Lauren. We were just having a little bit of a chat, in fact a lot of bit of a chat off air about what it's like to transition out of a middle school environment, especially out of a single gender middle school environment uh, to come to like like a co-ed secondary school. So, Rachel, break down this, this kind of the situation is kind of how people come into the school, like what feeder schools people come in generally and uh, sort of the year levels that that happens at. Well, generally you have Sacred Heart Middle and Marymount College. They are the two main feeder schools that feed mostly into Sacred Heart Senior. With Marymount being the girls component, yeah. uh, the girls, all girls um, middle school and the Sacred Heart Middle being yeah. the all boys school. <laughs> and I think you guys were saying beforehand that it's something like 90% 80-90% of the students are coming from those schools yeah, to definitely. come here. Yeah, definitely. It's just kind of expected that if you go from like Marymount or Sacred Heart Middle, you'll go into Sacred Heart Senior. Yeah. And so this is something that you've both done, but Lauren, you've done this a lot more recently. You've yes. only done it at the start of this year. Yes, and this is my first semester here. And so. oh, Wow, okay. Good times. So, so different, different yeah. environment. A little bit. Um, a much more grown-up environment, a lot more personal responsibility, there's a lot more of the sense of this is your stepping stone to adulthood and it will be treated as such. The sort of mentality of it's it's up to you now, that mm. it, this is your education, this is your life that you're setting up for yourself and how you choose to go about that is really up to you. And this sounds like so this suits you better, the way that you're talking definitely, about it. It's definitely um, more your thing. I really appreciate the more adult environment and the more trust that's given to you um to be responsible for yourself and for your own learning now i see you nodding there rachel this obviously resonates with you oh, definitely uh any other things that you recall as being sort of like big transitional differences well observing from like now to back when i was at marymount marymount was certainly a lot more structured 
um, in the sense that you kind of were told what to do. Whether right. It's, yeah, in, in resonating with Laura. Yeah. Uh, which, Laura. Which, suits, which, suits, which suits younger people, doesn't it, really? Yeah, to it actually does. have that kind of structured stuff is, 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 is really important um, yeah. to sort of teach people how, how to learn, I guess. Because coming out from primary school, you're still fairly unsure of how kind of everything works. And it's strange when at Marymount because the line between being in high school and being in primary school was massively blurred. That would have been weird, like coming from a, you know, sort of a classic primary school to high school thing, doing that stuff at year eight, seeing everyone really already well adjusted to that because you mm. you get in the school and then all of a sudden you see the first thing you notice is going, everyone seems to know what they're doing already and I yeah. really don't. To have that two years to kind of go, okay, I need to time to go. To do that at year 10 would be really, oh, golly. It, it's It'd be a real, a bit, a bit of a jump. Yeah. yeah. Now, coming from the um, uh, the sort of the all-female school environment, coming into yeah. it like a mixed environment, what have you found that have been kind of like big differences um, between that? Or maybe differences that you maybe didn't expect? The different environments have different ideals and I think then coming back together in this co-ed environment is a bit of a, a bit of a culture shock. Mm. The boys and girls have lived in their own little middle school bubbles for yeah. four years. So to then come back into a co-ed environment, it feels very foreign. Yeah. We don't really know how to interact with each other to start with. Sure. It's, it's really weird being back in this close environment where you're with each other for six hours a day five days a week and to have to learn to to socialize and exist together again is just it's an odd thing Rachel does it does it get easier as time goes on because I mean Lauren's just come come in year 10 you're now in year 12 did you sort of notice there was a time when that it was kind of a little bit strange to begin with and did that change over time it did I mean from when you're interacting in a co-ed like situation in primary school is it's vastly different from when you like enter into high school and you're suddenly back with these people and you haven't grown up with these people with in like between those four years that you've been separated and so you don't really know them as well as you did and it's it's very different because you have to learn how to interact with them again. Uh, we're going to be talking more about um, Sacred Heart here. Uh, Luke's going to join us in just a second. Uh, he is the school captain this year and has to go over to Sydney to go to the Marist Youth Festival, which is happening. We'll talk about what being a Marist is and what makes it different from other aspects or other charisms of the Catholic faith as well. We're also going to be talking a lot about just music in general, both Luke and Lauren are uh, very talented multi-instrumentalists as well. You were the music captain at Marymount last year, weren't you, Lauren? I, I was. I'm not anymore. <laughs> but that's okay. But that's okay. You know, you have it's to, okay. you've got to hand hand the mantle onto somebody yeah. else. I have shown you the way. Now you must do it it's for okay. yourself. I got to keep my shiny badge. Lots of badges at Marymount and you get to keep them at the end. That's so pretty cool. And also, what do Bonnie and Clyde and Welsh Yoga have in common? <laughs> we're about to find out. <laughs> I think I'm drawing a lot of things together, but I'm going to make it work, I tell you. <laughs> I've also got music from Harry Styles, Bianca and Coldplay. Right now, this is, oh, I love this one, uh, Crank It Up, Family Force 5, brand new, uh, out of this world. You're listening to HD 107.9 Life. Clean Bandit Zara Larson, you are listening to Arch D1079 Live. We've got Dean Lewis and Cass coming up very shortly. Luke joins us. How are you, Luke? I'm great, thank you. That's good. I, we need to get some, I'll have to find some royal music to go underneath it, as oh. you are the captain. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. And and how how's it all going? 
It's good. It's stressful. I think year 12, <laughs> and I think Rachel can agree, year 12 is already stressful enough. You come in and, you know, no matter how many times they tell you, you know, it's going to be stressful and you're in year 11, you're like, it's going to be fine. So, what's the fundamental difference between year 11 and 12 then? Stress. Stress. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, they ca- you don't just get stressed over nothing. No, you do. You just ca- you oh, do, you do. Honestly. It's stress over nothing. You might not That's have- a neat trick. How do you do that? You, might you get not stressed about it. work you don't even have yet. Yeah, you get stressed okay. about other people. I think it's the environment that yeah. you're, and I think that's in every school. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, school captain, college captain, you I see it as another subject. So, luckily, I do have a free. <laughs> hey, curiously, having never been asked to be a school captain myself, strangely, uh, what's the process that happens? Is it, is it this thing? Okay. Do you get called into an office? Is there a meeting set up? What actually happens? Oh, um, so, first, you have to put in an application, which is open okay. to all year 12 students. So, you've got to put that in yourself. Yeah. So, so you say, I would make a great school captain. Yeah. You, you should pick me. In. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of putting you know what you've done with the school you know your um participation you know why you want to be you know what your vision for is there's a number of questions i can't remember off the top of my head what they were you just named a few of them just named a few (laughs) (laughs) so i did (laughs) and then um after that they shortlist those applications and you go into a meeting with the head of the um the senior school not with the principal and then you do a speech in front of the entire year 12 year level which i think there are about four or five yeah, boys like that, that did um and four or five girls that oh did. and is it, is it then like an election then yeah. it is an election oh and wow okay like, yeah it then it is a preference uh, it's a preferential person. voting. Yeah. So, um, and you just vote for whoever you want. Mm. Mm. So, and now you are captain. You get the honour of going over to Sydney for the Marist Youth Festival. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah. That? So, um, again, another thing I applied for. And uh, so on the 30th of June, we fly out and a group of other um, MSOL um Mara Solidarity. Okay. Our students get to fly out to um, Sydney. And then we go over to St. Joseph's, I believe, is the name of the school, where they're holding a lot of seminars about, you know, what's it like to be Marist in... um, you know, in Australia, what's it like to be Marist in the 21st century? Okay, before we go on a bit further, people listening may think Marist. What is Marist? I thought you guys were Catholic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but the there are so many different charisms that are involved. Sort of like different saints or different people who've yeah. been notable within the, the the Catholic Church. You have different kind of yeah. focuses. Yeah, yeah like a I don't I don't ever like saying foci because I think it's really really obnoxious but focuses I'm, yeah. I'm saying it i'm doing it focuses it is on the kind of things that they do so what makes maris different mm. maris comes from like the word mary so and it's following the uh the maris brothers which were um created in france by Marston champagne during the french revolution and it was like during an era that there wasn't much religion because of the french revolution mm. um I think I've got that right. Did I fail history? <laughs> I, I don't know. I never took it. <laughs> You're the captain, mate. You've, it's now the history books now have to be changed yeah, because of changed. what you just said. <laughs> and then, um, what for me personally, the Marist traditions is something quite unique. Um, 
I've never been, I'm a Catholic, you know, I've gone through all the First Communion, Holy Communion, I've been baptized and stuff, but I never really connected with what it means to be Catholic. Okay. And it wasn't until I, I went through the whole middle school, which is, of course, another Maris school, um, but I never really understood it then because I was probably too young, mm-hmm. you know, what it all meant. But as soon as I came to the senior school and especially being college captain, giving these opportunities to see other Maris colleges around Australia, you get this sense of community. Mm. And I think that's really unique to the Mara style because we have our our values. And the one that Sacred Heart in South Australia really values is, I think, family spirit yeah. and that idea of in the way of Mary, mm. which is, you know, to say yes to things, to just give, give it your go and, um, you know, kind of support one another. And compared that to, you know, other facets of Catholicism I've never connected with on a more personal level, but this I have because I feel Maris is accepting of heaps of diversities. I think it's really accepting of, you know, who you are. Being college captain, I've been given the great opportunity to see that. Yeah, wonderful. Lots more coming up. For people who are um, outside of the school environment, when you're at school, you've got a lot of opportunity to do retreats. But once you actually leave the kind of school environment to actually have a, a good retreat experience is hard. Um, the uh, Catholic Office for Youth and Young Adults, if you're interested, have a, a sort of like a, a retreat day plus another seminar day called Called and Sent. It's all happening starting from the first days on the 8th of July and the retreat day is on the 5th of August, I believe. If you want more information, go to our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook. Look for IHD Radio and all the details are there. Look for Called and Sent. That's what it's called. Um, we are going to be chatting about Bonnie Clyde uh, Welsh yoga and its relation to the southern states of the US. <sighs> yeah, lots of stuff in that one. Uh, we're going to be talking about Luke and Lauren's multi-instrumental musical obsession. Sounds like the, a name of a very strange off-Broadway musical, doesn't it? Um, I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah, oh man, I'd be there in a second. Uh, we'll be chatting about that in the next couple of minutes or so. We've also got music from Harry Styles and Bianca, but right now this is the new one from Dean Lewis. You're listening to RHD 107.9 Life. That's Dean Lewis. You're listening to RHD 107.9 Life. Cass and Coldplay on the way in the next 10 minutes or so. Luke and Lauren. Hello. Um, you guys Hi. are kind of um, musical savants. Yeah. Is that the word? Savants. Savants. I don't know what that means. Savants. Uh, uh, you know, uh, musical. Is that the g- a genius? You guys can play lots of different instruments, okay? Like, this is all I'm trying to yeah. say. And uh, I just love to say savant. I agree. Yes, that's what I mean. Okay. All right. So, and Lauren. Prodiging. Is that, so, no. you, you were the music captain at Marymount. Yes, um, I, was. I guess primarily as a drummer, mm-hmm. but that's not the limit of, of what you can do. Can you talk us through some of uh, the other kinds of things, music that you play and what music means to you in your life um drums is my first instrument and then i can play the guitar the bass guitar the ukulele and i'm also getting a banjo for my birthday and i'm really excited okay now that's a very different animal the banjo because oh, those weird because the strings are all kind of upside down and weird oh, i guess the ukulele does that a bit too that the bottom string is higher than I the mean, top string or something everyone thinks oh yeah you know the guitar and the bass guitar and the ukulele and the banjo they're all the same no, they're the same. They're in the same musical instrument family. Oh yes, <laughs> they're very different instruments. And Just like a real family. Yeah, they're not all the same. No, exactly. They're different. And vive la différence, savant. Yes, sure. <laughs> um, excited to tackle the banjo. Okay, and and what does music mean for you in your life? Um, everything, just about. Really? Um, I I don't do much else. 
that's kind of it for me. Um, it's the the one thing I feel like I'm reasonably good at. Okay. Um, and just about all I ever do. Um, if I'm not playing an instrument, I'm I'm listening to music. I'm writing music. I'm making music. I just that's that's it. That's and all so I do. What would a perfect day for you look like? Um, playing all my instruments. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Just playing playing drums and then some guitar and some bass and a little bit of ukulele and more drums and that'd do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> now, Luke, you are a one instrument person. You are a piano un, player. Un instrument. <laughs> I am loves exist. This is a, Le, the, the worst. French accent ever. Um, okay. Did you know that uh, in Monty Python, oh, yeah. uh, the uh, Holy Grail, oh, yeah. the movie The Holy Grail. Nick. <laughs> yes, that is a, a memorable so quote from the film. No, no, no. All good. Uh, but I heard that what they did was when they did that bit with the French knight on top of the, um, the castle and oh, all, yeah. all that stuff, uh, you know, I ask it, but I don't think he'd be very keen, you know, all that, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They apparently did a, a kind of like an audition within the Monty Python guys yeah. to work out which one of them did the worst French accent, the most ridiculously over the top one. And John Cleese obviously has the most out because he was the one who did the role. But when most people do a French accent, that's what they're doing an impression of. They're doing an impression of John Cleese doing it, the, worst the worst possible accent. impression of a French accent. That's good to know when we um, start talking about accent stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't stand Australian accent stereotypes. They always say, put a shrimp on the barbie. We don't, mm. call we don't even call we them shrimp. We don't call it they're shrimp. They're big prawns, aren't it's they? barbecue. <laughs> But aren't they prawns? Isn't shrimp yeah, prawns? Yeah, prawns. Well, yeah, prawns. I think they're prawns. Prawn. Prawn. Which is a lot easier to say in a quintessential Australian accent, isn't it? Prawn. <laughs> Which is just like a normal Australian accent, but with a lot more guttural. Black <laughs> <laughs> French as well. <laughs> but you had a philosophy around mm. uh, music, people who play music and people who perform music. Can you mm. talk to that theory a little for us? Yeah, well... For me, I've been playing the piano and performing it for about 12 years now. Performing or playing? Actually, that's a good point. Ah. I've probably been playing for five and then I performed for about seven. Okay. So, 12 years over the whole thing. Okay. (laughs) So, why? What is the distinction? Well, for me, I feel... And it's where it came from my teachers and who I um, pull inspiration from. Because uh, before when you're learning to play, you know, you're learning the basics. And if you can stick to it, then you can start putting your own inspiration on it. I feel that music is very much one of the most purest art forms Mm. because it's not visual. Like you have a look at like Da Vinci, um, the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That was one of his. That was one of his, you know, and it's an expression of, you know, something that he was feeling or you know the scream by someone else the uh (laughs) and i feel that music is an expression of how you're feeling and it's an expression that's inside of you Mm. and so when you perform that it really becomes that art piece and you know not everyone's an artist lots of people can draw and i suppose everyone in their own way are their own artist but when it comes on the public stage when it's performing putting your own personal touch on things 
that is when for me that's when i really connected with the music i do fantastic stuff guys uh we've got lots more coming up we're going to be talking about bonnie and clyde and yoga and alabama alabama and it's, it's accent day isn't it <laughs> Accent Day. International Accent. Is it International Accent Day? Probably not. I haven't not. checked my calendar. Probably not. <laughs> it's one of those days. But you're the school captain. It is now. <laughs> now all the history people are running around going, he said it's Accent Day. What are we going to do? We've got too many history books to rewrite. <laughs> Get him off the air. No, do stay. I really love seeing him run around. <laughs> um, we're also going to uh, be hearing music from Harry Styles and Bianca. But right now, absolutely love this one. This is Cass, the remix of Sticks and Stones. Uh, you'll only hear it here on ArchD on 107.9 Life. You're listening to HD 107.9 Life. Harry Styles and Bianca on the way very shortly. Luke and Rachel, we were talking a little bit before about unusual or interesting facts about ourselves <laughs> that we could possibly like talk about here. And you came out with something that just kind of stopped me dead in my tracks. You're related to Bonnie, uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, Bonnie Parker. Bonnie, uh, Bonnie, not, not yeah, Bonnie, not and, Bonnie Clyde. and Clyde. How... How are, how are you related? How? What? So her last name is Parker. My grandmother's like maiden name was Parker. So they're like cousins or something. So you, you've clearly got a, a strong family relationship with the US. Yeah. How, how close is that to you? Well, my dad is American and yeah, I went to America actually in kind of like late last year and then came back early this year. And so I got to meet all my family that I had no idea existed. And where are they in the US living they're kind of all over the place most of them like my uncle chuck and my chuck <laughs> you just want to do it don't you i had to i had to resist every bit of temptation oh my god don't chuck. start with that's just so american to start saying it american is. names it is literally you know trying to resist taking your hand off a boiling hot stove not to then try and chuck do chuck and stacy and uh wait is it actually stacy <laughs> i have a relative called stacy actually yeah <laughs> Okay, where are they? Uh, they're in Ohio, which is somewhere. I know it's in a place where they still have a lot of Amish people that live there. Okay, yeah. and what's it? What's it like? The the sort of the I guess the geography. I don't know. Like, what does it look like? Well, where my dad grew up, it's um, in a place called Knoxville, I think, and they're like places are like separated into counties, which are massive. And so, yeah, they kind of families kind of all over the place like my one of my other uncles is in is in South Carolina and I've got a cousin in Florida and so my uncle Chuck he lives in Ohio and he has a farm like most people in Ohio do because there is nothing else to do there okay there's a reason why like six people from there are like astronauts <laughs> what, wait hang on a second six yeah. people from there are astronauts and yeah. that's because they're good farmers no just because I, I personally wouldn't want to live in Ohio. Oh, so they became astronauts to get away from Ohio? Yes. At least that's my theory. Okay. That's that's good theory. Yeah. I've, I've got completely <laughs> track. I'm, try, I'm trying to put this together as like going, there's nothing else to do in Ohio. That's why they're astronauts. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm trying to get. Far away as well. They've left the planet. They've lost all hope. But theoretically, couldn't you move somewhere and become like a real estate yeah, agent? Yeah, but how cool is being an astronaut? You get to it's like pretty, go on a spaceship. It's pretty cool. And you like, to tell people you were an astronaut. So you go like, I could move to say like Columbus <laughs> and become a real estate agent. But while I'm doing that, I might as well go all the way to like NASA. 
definitely. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing that is really interesting about this is that you said my pe- my family's American, but they're Welsh. Yeah. Now, that's a very American thing, isn't it? Because we were saying that before about going, oh, yeah, I'm American, but I'm I'm Irish. You yeah. Know. yeah, dude. It's an American thing to go, I'm like 50% Irish and 50% Italian and 50% bread and then 2% milk. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, okay, that's cool. <laughs> And when we were talking, Luke, about interesting facts, you brought up that you need to do yoga before going to bed to calm you down. <laughs> so I've got and I just had to me. ask, well, <laughs> what what do you need to calm down from? What gets you so agitated before so bedtime? Agitated. Well, it's throughout the whole day. Rachel and I, we were just talking about, we're stressed for no reason. Of course. So for me personally. Look how green that grass is. <laughs> <laughs> I am so. F- <laughs> That's it. I have to go. I can't. I can't oh stay here. I can't. I can't oh be here. God. I can't be here with I all that grass. My right blood now. pressure is rising. <laughs> the groundskeepers here do an amazing job, and the grass is very green. But I oh, hope that's not the cause for your anxiety. No, hey, there is. No, there is. I would say, on average, I would have to consume four to five cups of coffee. Coffee. Oh coffee, my Coffee God, a day, oh, Rachel. <laughs> Rachel's on par. Rachel. Is really, you're a big coffee drinker as well. I used to be a massive coffee drinker. Used I would to, have like. She says that with oh prejudice. <laughs> Only with almond milk until she ran that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I run that into the ground like a dead meme. It is. <laughs> so when would you have your last cup of coffee of it? Well, day? it really it depends. It depends on what, twelve a.m. in the morning, one a.m. No, I like to get to bed like early, but I think for me, I have a hot drink to calm myself down. But the oxymoron of that is I have coffee to calm myself down. So I don't think... An oxymoron or a paradox? I think that's the one. The paradox. (laughs) Or... Did you just drink decaf? You could, except that it tastes terrible. (laughs) Tastes terrible. I've never had decaf, so I wouldn't know. No. (laughs) It's probably a good thing. I respect myself. It's a good thing. (laughs) No, so I would have a a cup of coffee when I'm doing my homework and then realised I am dead tired, (laughs) but I can't, you know, calm myself down. So a thing I've been doing for a few weeks and... um, is I like to do yoga because I have I would like the goal of mine is to be able to point my leg straight up, right? So so you can be even taller than you so are I can now. Be, <laughs> so I can use my abnormally long legs and get them higher than my head. You can like kick someone out the way. It's actually more of a contradiction, I think. Sorry, I'm, ju- I'm jumping. <laughs> What is the contradiction? <laughs> the fact that you, uh, what we say before about the yeah. oxymoron or the paradox. I think it's more oh, of a contradiction. Okay. It's the word I was searching <laughs> for. Sorry, please, <laughs> please. I know, I know. Sorry, it was just it was really nagging at me because yeah, I knew I'd no, chosen the wrong that. word. I get that sometimes. Yeah, where you legs. You okay, you want to point your legs straight? Yeah, up. I want to. Oh, sorry. Because I think it's important to, you know, kind of relax, you yeah. know, before bed, and it's also not just mental relaxation; it's muscle relaxation too, because that really just lets off endorphins, and then you just feel really good before bed so and i've been so happy with the flexibility i've been able to achieve because i feel so unhealthy (laughs) i used to play badminton for club and then i played for school for a little while (laughs) (laughs) and what you're saying it's the intense way you're saying it that's like i used to play badminton for club (laughs) and then for school (laughs) no but i was so disappointed because i used to i and then i played for school and i was like i'm so exhausted and i've been playing (laughs) I mean, like, I'm so exhausted, dude. And I've been playing what like... What accent is that? I don't know. I've been playing like one round and I've got two to go. And 
And I was like, I'm really disappointed with myself. That's like me and PE. Yeah. No, legit. Like with any physical activity, I feel I feel you and I, Rachel, we connect on a different level with coffee and physical activity because... Because <laughs> we're both incredibly unhealthy. Well, okay. <laughs> and drink too much coffee. We were until stress. I started doing yoga. <laughs> and I feel, you know, and it links back to the whole idea of nationality. And I think yoga comes from... Some place. Some place. And I feel I listen to like um, Bollywood and starred music as I do it. Because as I said, I like all types of music. To mix (laughs) yoga with, you know, that whole idea of relaxation. I'll light a candle now and again. (laughs) You see, I can't even like walk to like my car. But I have have a big fear of burning things down. So I will not. You know those oil heaters? I will not keep those on if I'm out of the room, even though it's an oil heater. I turn my heater on even when I'm not home. Yeah, it's probably on right now. My house is so old, it doesn't matter if it burns down. (laughs) But I'm really annoyed because, you know, some of those candles that don't like melt the rest of the wax and Uh, just like creates a tunnel. That's like all my candles. (laughs) A a tunnel or a reservoir. A reservoir of hot wax and it just annoys you. Anyway, so I'll light a candle, I'll put on some Bollywood music, (laughs) I'll lay down my yoga mat and front of my mirror because I have to watch myself I do it I feel like I've walked into the twilight zone <laughs> <laughs> and I will try to get my leg as high as possible and like I'm, I'm achieving it slowly you see I Ow. I used to do dance and I used to be able to get my leg like pretty far see, but and that's the thing like as soon as you get out I've heard somewhere it takes seven weeks to get to your peak fitness and only two weeks to lose it and I think that's a very unfair thing well right? I haven't done dance in like four years so I must be like you dying. lost it a little while ago <laughs> it's actually inverting upon you you can't dance you can't I like rattle anymore. when I walk to my car now <laughs> you rattle yeah rattle I, my bones are just so unhealthy Okay, guys, guys, we've got to to stop for a sec. Okay, (laughs) Um, we've got uh, lots of stuff and music coming up. But right now, this is Harry Styles. You're listening to HD 107.9 Live. That's Harry Styles. You're listening to HD 107.9 Live. James here with you, joined by Lauren and Luke and Rachel here at Sacred Heart. It's been fun, guys. Oh, my gosh. It's been a good time. (laughs) That last bit, Luke. Seriously, I don't. I don't. Anytime. I don't know. I, if it's the coffee that's doing it, that's just it's gold. I'm holding one right now. Radio. <laughs> anyway, uh, we were just going to talk quickly about our headphone obsession. I'm mm-hmm. headphone obsessed. I'm wearing a pair of headphones that I love right now, very much so. Lauren. Yes. You're a definite advocate for great headphones. Yeah. If I had any. In the past 14 days, I have lost two pairs of headphones. That's quite an achievement. I'd like to apologise to my brother for losing his. I haven't told him yet. But if he listens to this, Ben, I I lost your headphones. Um, I'll buy you another pair if you want. Mm. So now I have my sisters. So just to let you know, Ben, if I can just cut in here just for one second. Um, When she talked about it a little bit off air, um, she sounded a lot more sorry than that. So don't think that lack of you know obvious emotional so it's just because she's worked through it already when she told us before so there was a lot of you know crying and beating the floor yeah and just you know getting it out and working on it it was good it was it felt it felt becoming a better person yeah um, (laughs) learning to keep track of personal items 
The reason we're talking about headphones is because the uh, the, the questionnaire that Pope Francis has put out uh, to inform discussions at the Synod from young people from all around the world, uh, and that is people who are Catholic and non-Catholic as well, who are not involved in the church at all, uh, they would like to hear from everyone to get a real sense of kind of what should inform discussions moving forward. They are in Australia. Uh, once you enter the questionnaire, you go into the draw to win a pair of one of three um, uh, Beats by Dre headphones some over ear ones that look just absolutely amazing uh yeah jump on it and and get involved in one of those pairs of headphones could be yours just jump onto our facebook page look for rhd radio and all the details are there we will see you again in a few days time thank you so much guys thank you luke thank you lauren thank you rachel it's been having bags of fun uh we are here every wednesday night from nine every saturday night from 10 stay tuned to 107.9 life for more of your music please follow us on instagram and uh facebook Uh, we've got heaps of stuff up there we will catch you in a few days bye